My name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Hey you, welcome to episode 192. Thanks for rocking with this podcast. If this is your first time, welcome to the fam. You have quite a big deal of catching up to do. (laughs) But remember, you can join our community just by going to legallycluelessafrica.com. While you're there, you can watch our video series, our tour series, and so much more. And join our warm corner of the internet on Instagram. We're at Legally Clueless Africa. So we have part two of Dennis's story coming up in this episode. Listen to this. I decided to be alone in terms of now dating. I was um, celibate for a whole year. The pandemic. Girl. <laughs> Where I, another point of thinking, COVID gave me a lot of anxiety. My work was directly affected by COVID because my work, there's a lot of contact with my work. And that was what was minimalized 100%, zero contact. So for two months, I stayed in my house. So many things happened in my business. I got auctioned, a call, they know. There are people who are here and they are taking things. They are literally chotying, they are grabbing, they are, your things are going, what can we do? And I'm like, why? Although, at some point, the bosses left Kenya and they left Kenyans to run the show. Problems. <laughs> Part one of his story is in episode 191. It may make more sense for you to listen to that first. <laughs> or you might be floating through this one. But yeah, that's coming up a little later in this episode. The song of the week. Ooh. This song has such good vibes. I stumbled on it and I'm so happy I did because I can't stop replaying it. It has a nice old school funk feel to it, but the lyrics are very new age because the artist is. So the artist is Durand Benar. I hope I have pronounced his name right. And the name of the song is Mango Butter. Trust me. (laughs) Trust me. You want to listen to it please I put a link to it in the show notes or you can just if you're listening on a platform that doesn't have show notes search on your music streaming app for mango butter I'm pretty sure for mango butter I'm pretty sure it's like the only song called that it's by Durand Bernard and it's it's good every morning it just puts me in the right mood and I kind of hope it does the same for you. Still on music, thank you to everybody who's checked out our first Legally Clueless playlist. It's called Sheer Butter and Melanin. Basically music that gives me the same feeling as putting on sheer butter on my skin. You know that feeling? You know it? Yeah. And yeah, it's our first playlist. I think it's really awesome. I've been listening to it and there is a link to it in the show notes. So I am very excited because I'm off to Thailand. Yes, I've never been. I've never ever been. I actually have never been to Asia. Thailand is more towards um, Southeast Asia. And I'm very excited to be going there for the first time. I was on their tourism ministries website yesterday and just like writing down the things that I should check out. Number one is food. My friends, <laughs> I'm not a foodie, but I do enjoy good food. I wouldn't like overanalyze and overcriticize unless you've like thoroughly burned something. <laughs> but I really love Thai food. And 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to like discovering more about their food. I'm also looking forward to the local markets. I don't even know if I'll have enough time to do all of these things, by the way, as I have listed them down in my notebook, because I'm going to host a Moth Main Stage. So there's the International Conference on Family Planning and the Moth have a night where we're doing a main stage, just storytelling for all the participants. And we've done this before in Rwanda, which was an amazing experience. And now we're doing it in Thailand and I'm very excited very very excited about it my stylist (laughs) has put together such a beautiful look one and then a second like not ratchet but like classy ratchet (laughs) classy ratchet look just in case (laughs) so I'm very excited I'm very prepared I've worked on my host story and yeah expect a lot of stories from Thailand possibly in the next episode the other thing I wanted to share is something I heard in an interview this week which was the interviewee said we shouldn't judge people by their actions we should judge people by their intent first I feel like I used to be of the school of thought that we shouldn't judge people, period. And honestly, to a great extent, I'm able to catch myself when I'm judging someone. And it could be like a stranger or something someone is doing. I don't know why we're wired to have such an entitlement over people's lives and what they do. So when somebody does something that you probably wouldn't do, if you were in their situation, our first reaction is to judge. And I've gotten pretty good at catching myself and calling myself out to be like, mm, there you go, judging again. Why? <laughs> Can you stop? But when I had this quote, I thought about it on a more intimate um, position. So like when people do things to you, things that potentially hurt you, etc., it's very easy to immediately judge the situation and the person and in that process it's very hard to stop and think about what their intention was because you're thinking about how hurt you are or how inconvenienced you are etc and so I I don't know I decided that I wanted to share this quote with you to hear your thoughts because it sounds good but parts of me disagree with it so I'm a bit conflicted because if someone hurts you Depending on the degree of hurt, sometimes the intention doesn't matter because you're broken. You know what I mean? And it's like, mm, sometimes you feel like they should have known better. Sometimes their intention still carries some entitlement from them. And then also, I don't want to be, if I'm hurt, I'm hurt. I want to acknowledge my feelings and feel them. I don't want to ignore my feelings or give them a reason to be raised by digging so deep into intentions i don't know if that's that makes sense eh i don't know if you've heard this quote before this was my first time hearing it in the interview and it really stuck with me and i was just like hmm, i like how it sounds but i'm not sure <laughs> so let me know your thoughts on instagram at legally clueless africa i also have to say a big shout out to njeri njaramba i saw your instagram message i will respond to it i've just been up and down I, in the last episode, did mention that I'm going to do an episode on loss, just kind of like going through your life and figuring out the different things that you've lost and the emotions that you probably haven't acknowledged or the losses that you haven't acknowledged. It's something that was very profound for me to discover in therapy. And I wanted to know your thoughts on loss and your thoughts on whether you would want such an episode. And Jerry actually reached out and said she does think an episode on loss would be great. She loved the boundaries episode 
and she gave me some thoughts on loss that I will include in that episode. So if you have any thoughts on loss still, hit me up on Instagram at Legally Clueless Africa. Actually, there's a link to our Instagram page in the show notes. Okay, let's jump into 100 African Stories. This is part two of Dennis Karuri's story. He's an amazing makeup artist from Kenya and an all-round great guy. Just such good energy. He came on set and and was just so, so humble with us and so open. And I, I truly do appreciate that. And he just when you interact with him, you kind of get the fuel to know that it's okay for you to be you. That's really the essence of his story. The power in being unapologetically you. A hundred African stories on Legally Clueless. Stories from Africa. Moving forward, I had no product. So anytime I could get a client, I could, you know, from... Also, the, the job we did that day gave us a contract at the same place. Now we were now the resident makeup artist of the show. It was called Fashion Fridays. And now we were now the resident makeup artist of, of the show. And we did a very marvelous job for, for quite a while. Until now, the popularity grew and I started being booked outside the job. I had no product. So anytime I could get a gig, I could borrow products from my colleague. And you know, she was like, I have to come with you. <laughs> And I was like, oh, let's go. So that was kind of like a bit of a stretch because it does not mean that if I take your products, you, you can tell me, give me a certain percentage from, from what you're getting. But for, I don't know if she wanted to also like, you know, tell my clients, you know, I'm the one who, you know, these are my things. Yeah, so she was, so anytime I could get a gig, um, she was telling me, you are my assistant and I'm the boss, so let's go. <laughs> yeah, um, so with time, I, I, I kind of, tried to source my stuff slowly and I I managed to have a kit filled with products and I remember I went with this kit at home and that's where problems began <laughs> and I cannot really call them problems but questions <laughs> they were questions problematic questions what are these what are you doing with this bag have you decided to now do this thing full-time that's my sisters my dad my brother, they're like, yo, um, you are doing agriculture. He, Nayo, what about it? And I was just like, it's, it's paying my rent. You know, before that, I, I could not afford rent. I, I've had a lot of problems, by the way, trying to raise money to, for convenience in school. So makeup gave me that and more. Actually, I, I, I got the financial power. And it was not really affecting my schoolwork because most of the gigs were during the weekends. So I could take gigs during the weekend and also weekdays, rare. It's rare to get gigs during weekdays. So it was mostly weekends. Now, when I went home with the kit, that's where the question started. But then, to be honest, it was already printed in my heart like a tattoo that I love it and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. I didn't know that I'm going to do it for life, but I knew I'm doing it. So this time, I'm in fourth year. My dad has literally, he's torn himself apart in terms of like trying to make things work for us. So also my school fees started becoming a problem. And I remember he, visit, he visited me in school one time and I was kicked out of the exam room because I had not paid my fees. And I met him at the gate and he was, he seemed like he was kind of crying. And something inside me was just telling me it's okay it's okay like you're good 
dad is not okay right now I, i can see it but you you're good you you got this so it's so show dad that you got this so i just told dad don't worry by the way i don't think this is anything that's now going to make me stop to just like make me stop i'll keep on trying i kept on trying trying and trying and trying and trying and trying until now you know the campus management they were like no dennis <laughs> no money no studies leave and i was in my fourth year remaining only one semester to to clear and graduate and they were like nope cannot do that of which i understand it's business i told my dad uh sawa let's see how it goes i i now started doing the makeup thing more more like I, i i just started doing it more because that's the only time and now i only had time for makeup i didn't have time for school anymore because i was kicked out makeup was now starting to grow but to be honest i was not doing it as a professional i had no professional training i had no professional background i was just doing what i know of which was not the best but it worked it it definitely worked that was now 2016 so 2017 so 2016 i was supposed to graduate in 2017 and finish my semester in 2016 so in 2017 all my classmates are out of school and we are together everyone is just trying to make things work me on my side dennis is working <laughs> y'all were doing the exams i was working i was making money so See you guys on the other side. I'm working class right now. I can't relate. <laughs> I'm not a student. And I, like I just flowed through. They graduated and I was making money at at, at this time. But then I, I know I I now started doing my research and trying to make it as professional as possible. So this is 2017. 2018 now I now I started getting jobs with Um, media companies so these are these are very very old media company in Kenya it's called Kenya Broadcasting Company KBC right they gave me a whole i was doing makeup for a whole series set it's, it was called stringed and it was so dramatic and i'm here for, i was there for all the drama the the story it, it was just a drama series and i loved it and and i really enjoyed it so i was doing makeup for that drama series and everything but then there was a problem um when it comes to these organizations there is corruption that happens at some point so i could get my salary this time next time i don't get salary the same i get salary next time i got fed up so i went from a media house to another media house to another you know and i don't know if it's just a pattern but none of them was like genuine in terms of payment there was this media house that they literally like I'm there every day spending my money going coming eating and everything they were even providing food but then they like they've not paid you for 3 months and they still expect you to show up at work you can imagine so my very first journey as a makeup artist was rough it was very very rough especially working with the media houses but corruption is real guys it happens um so whoever was supposed to pay me was putting the money in their pockets and they were like Dennis see ya which is so wrong of which I don't know about you but I'm good I I now decided to leave this employment vibes and I decided to just be a freelance makeup artist by myself and that was now in 2018 at this time remember I'm not Dennis I'm Dennis okay I am Dennis period at this time I am Dennis I was not wearing any makeup it's a taboo guys men don't wear makeup at the time that was what was in my head i knew you cannot you cannot use yourself as a model you cannot use your you, this is not your canvas your canvas has to be a woman okay 
And if it's a man, you make it look masculine, okay? That's what I knew was the norm, okay? Until sometime in, in 2018, towards the end of 2018, the story is a bit uncomfortable to say because it just made me come to a point of like, what the actual F? <laughs> what? What is this life? And it dawned on me that I am, I am, I am powerful in my truest nature. That is where power lies. And whatever I went through, it was because I was, I was, at, I was at a point of weakness. Okay, so that was where. That was the turning point. And it was in 2018, December. And at the time I was really busy. Oh, I was so busy. I was so busy and I had some, some mental here and there, whatever. And, you know, being in that space of being extremely booked, you are not, you are not in your right head space. That took me to a state of kind of like depression. And I could not really understand why I'm feeling what I'm feeling because it was sad. It was sad. Yeah, I'm not about to cry, but it was sad. Twenty, the New Year's Eve, 2018 to 2019, I got a booking. So this booking was this DJ. She's a famous DJ in Kenya, and she has a PA who's very queer and flamboyant. And the PA is my friend right now, and. I, I did makeup on the DJ and the DJ insisted, my PA needs makeup too, so you have to do makeup on my PA. And over there doing masculine makeup on this PA because he is a guy. And the PA is like, no, I need eyebrows, I need eyelashes, I need lipstick, I need you to blend the foundation all the way down, make it extra, okay? And I was like, oh, oh, hmm, this is new. I've never done anything like this before. And I'm gonna do it. So I beat that face to the gods. And he was giving the, the, the whole event, he was the spotlight. And immediately after doing his makeup, I sat down, looked at myself in the mirror, and I took a brush. I did something on my face and I made it masculine. I made it masculine, but then I popped on eyebrows that were concealed. I concealed my eyebrows and I also did like a gloss. You know, like men wore lip balm. I did a gloss that was like popping. And I went out and I also took a picture and I, I went to, the DJ also invited me to, to her gig. So I went and there was no bad energy to be honest. In fact, I was in my best, best of moods. I was happy and I posted this picture in 2019. I was like, new me, new beginnings. And the picture got a lot of traction, but most of it was good, good traction. To be honest, at the time, I can't recall any single negative comment in that post because I think people who had followed me, they were people who 100% knew me. I was not a celebrity. So like, these are people who knew me. They just knew me. So you saying a bad comment, I'd be like, yo, I know you. <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. So that's where I, like, Dennis became Dennis. I was not Dennis at the time. I was hiding who I was. Dennis, so I went back to that box that I locked Dennis up in high school. Chick, chick. The Pandora's box. Voila. <laughs> yeah, so 2019, that's when I... 2019, and whatever happened to me drove me to 
um, you know, a lot of decisions that were life changing. I decided to be alone in terms of now dating. I was um, celibate for a whole year. I chose celibacy. I also chose to be a vegetarian. <laughs> It was very, it was very, very difficult. I tried, but by the second month, y'all see. <laughs> well, to be honest, you vegetarian, so do you make it? But anyway, I think it's, to be honest, it really made me grow. Even if, like, the celibacy and, you know, I, I, I sacrificed a lot. And I only did this because I wanted to find out. I wanted to find myself. I wanted to find out who I am genuinely. I want to find out. Who is this Dennis? I wanted to really, really interact with me a hundred percent. So I did not want any energy in terms of now, you know, boys, girls, girlfriends, boyfriends. No, 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 no. I did not want a lot of that. So I chose celibacy. I even chose isolation. Yeah, I, like friends going out, all that. I chose isolation. And I also chose, I chose to be very, very, very intentional with being me. Anything I felt like doing, I decided to do it. And this is now in 2019. So 2019 came and passed, and now here I am. Uh, now the, pandem the pandemic hit in 2020. <laughs> Where I, another point of thinking, because in my head I was like, I think the rapture is, is around the corner. I can't wait to go be with the Lord right now because the world is ending. There's no more left because guys were dying. Your COVID gave me a lot of anxiety. I was super anxious. My work was directly affected by COVID because my work is, there's a lot of contact with my work. And that was what was minimalized 100%, zero contact. So for two months, I stayed in my house. I had good savings and I was not ready to leave my house. And I was also not ready to go back home either way. Home is very cozy, to be honest. It's very cozy, but I, I am very independent. I, I was just chilling. I was having a good time, honestly. Like, at this point, I was like, middle finger to the world. <laughs> because the world is ending. So why don't you just end with it? So I was, I was in a very weird space, to be honest. So I had this friend of mine. We were all the time, we were just getting lit, going for like parties, just house parties with my, with my friends, which was illegal because of COVID. I, didn't, I, I, I don't think I got COVID, um, but funny thing, I used to get bookings. And for the first two months, I, I, I was rejecting all the bookings I, I got until now after the two months, I was like, I, I don't think this is healthy. I, I, I cannot keep on doing this because it's not value adding. In fact, it's actually suppressing my value. So I, I decided to go back to work. At this time in 2019, so many things happened in my business, by the way. So, so many things happened in my business. Um, I got auctioned, yeah, I got auctioned, which was not even my fault. Guys, I got, I got auctioned, like someone made me get auctioned. So let me give you the story, story within a story. <laughs> So I had decided to fully commercialize my business and open a studio. I started by hiring a small, like you see when you're in a salon, there's a mirror that you can hire that mirror space. So I, I, I started with that and I moved from that and I now went to like a space whereby I have literally designed everything for myself. And this space I had, it was, sub, it was subletting. So the landlady already had a space and this space was big so she she told me there's a free space at the front you can occupy that pay rent for that space but then the whole building 
she was not paying rent to the overall land landlord or the you know the management so i was there for like three months and now towards the end of 2019 i'm working on a client it's, it's a saturday busy 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 a call they know there are people who are here then it's people are here and they are taking things they are literally chotaying they are grabbing they are your, your your things are going what can we do and i'm like why why i've paid my rent i've always paid my rent on the on the first day of the month that's when this lady was that first day in fact midnight i think she was already <laughs> dead it says your rent and I, i've never even paid second i was always paying in the first of the month for her on her side she was not paying rent to the overall landlord and she did not pay rent for like a good 13 14 months the rent had already reached a million plus she has not paid her rent so that was the reason why she was being auctioned and you know by virtue this the whole space was hers so even if you had separated like you had partitioned anything technically all those things belong to her so my blood and sweat and i remember i am thankful because i have never really been the person to take loans but for this specific space i took a loan jesus thank you thank you for the lessons i've learned in this life <laughs> for this specific one i had taken a loan and i am so grateful because i had only stayed there for three months and in these three months i had really paid my loans and i had enough savings to just push through okay and now covid now has come my space has no seats my space has nothing and also accessing that space is limited because you cannot open shop as usual you can't set it up as usual like open lights and everything no because the landlord already has restricted you cannot use this shop from now on and it was looking like a mess like they had removed things from the wall so there was a lot of things happening and i was still using this space during covid and uh, like what <laughs> yeah um so i used to get a booking go open the door because literally there was no one in town i could walk alone in town open the door wait for my client and, and when my client comes in we just go in secretly like i got some plastic chairs put them there did their makeup so i i used that space for a good 2 3 months before now i now now got um, people who approached me and they wanted to now manage me as a brand and also my business this management was it was an international company that came to kenya they were quite new in kenya and one thing about the management is they they brought out Dennis even more and that's one thing I'm super grateful for. I think despite everything the management did not limit me in any way. That's one. But then they did. Uh, and I'm coming there. I am coming there. So <laughs> the bosses, the you know, the the ones on top were international people and they were very liberal. They were very open-minded and they wanted Dennis to shake the world because whatever whichever um plan they had for me and my brand needed a lot of attention a lot of so they wanted Dennis to be as controversial as possible so that Dennis can sell whatever he needs to sell and they used to put me in that space of 
pushing, 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 pushing me. Because the instead that I need to have now content that's flowing throughout, okay? And I had a YouTube channel which was very basic, <laughs> very basic channel. Woo. And um, so they they got me production, and, and this production was supposed to now shoot me, doing me. When I, like when I joined the agency, the very first video I did, the agency was very very. They were very. They pampered. They pampered us. The talents. They really pampered us. And I remember I signed the contract, and the next thing I know, I'm on a plane to Diani in during COVID. So I was like, oh, it's the lifestyle for me. It's the lifestyle for me, and it's COVID. Hey, girl, I'm here for all of this. So I shot the very first video in Diani. The you know the management was like, this video is kind of basic, Dennis. So there's some work to put in there. So the video is just me trying. Like I was, I was testing out if um, the normal makeup we buy is waterproof, which it turned out to be waterproof. Interestingly, um, the only thing that ran was a bit of the mascara, which was not waterproof mascara. So um, they, they said the video was boring, although it had views, but then they were like, your personality is not showing in this video. So I tried to be very, very, you know, when you take this, you have to be, I was very, very, I don't know how to put it, proper. <laughs> I was very, very proper. Eh? And they insisted, that's not who you are. You are, let me not say, I am just Dennis. You know, I'm just Dennis, I'm who I am. And they told me we cannot see that. So we went and did a second round. And all this time, they were, I was just inclined towards makeup, 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 makeup. And it was not like me doing makeup content was just makeup. What about Dennis? His personality and everything. It's not, it's not showing through a tutorial. And um, I remember one day, it's still COVID time. We were really struggling on finding shooting days because there are other influencers. But then this day I told them, I, I think I have an idea for what I want to, to shoot today. And I just told them I want to sit down and give people a story. And I told people I want to give people a story of how, like my life, people, people need to know where I'm from because right now Dennis is known as this icon, this figure who's renowned as a makeup artist, but people don't know where Dennis came from, what he's about. So I just decided to sit down and give people a story. And this story was like about a four hour story. <laughs> Four hour story and it had like a lot of um, part one, part twos and part threes. So you guys can head over to my channel, watch it. <laughs> yes. Um, but I just told them, let me just tell people who I am. Let me just give them my story. And I gave them my story. And to be honest, those videos shot. They went up like this. And they were reaching hundreds of views, hundreds of thousands of views. And the other ones were like tens of thousands. So not even like 50K, like 10K, 11K. These ones were hitting. Right now, they're even at 400,000, 300,000 views. And they were like, this is, Dennis is a good storyteller. That's how I started discovering myself more, my skill set. And I decided, now I incorporated makeup and storytelling at the same time. So that's just entertainment generally and also educational content. So that's where I popped and I became who I am. Although at some point the bosses left Kenya and they left Kenyans to run the show. Problems. <laughs> well, problems. Oh my God. Yani, I, I, I could hear the one who's supposed to be my manager saying that Dennis, because of the kind of content you're putting out, I don't think YouTube is going to monetize you, you know? And such frustrating things like, Dennis, you cannot be too, like, 
too much of this because you will get into this because of this you cannot say this it was not very comforting it was actually very demeaning over time the juice became less tasty it, it not there was even no juice anymore we could get gigs i could go look for gigs but then you know they really don't want to pitch me because of who dennis is or rather i don't know there was just some negativity like right now i'm getting deals from these people who they told me they can never work with me yeah and i'm just here asking myself why why so after after the contract ended after the the period of contract ended um that's how i also like ended um ties with the management i really hope they do things better like it's not okay to frustrate people based on who they are but to be honest against all odds i really really grew i grew so much i grew so much and i also let go of the ideology that you know fame is fame is like a prison no 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 i actually became so fond of it and i loved the attention that i was getting and i appreciated the fact that i represented a certain i filled a certain gap i filled a certain gap and i became so proud of the fact that so many people will talk to me in a way that they felt inspired and um flashback to 2018 2019 the decision i made was to inspire people because if you are yourself you have the power to say no to some things yeah you have the power you and you know what is for you and what is not for you so right now where i'm at i can genuinely say i am very much aware i am more drawn to to now myself more and i have literally managed to break a lot of boundaries to make a lot of uh, to break a lot of right now dennis is more of like a main like very soon i'll be on a billboard guys yes i don't know why i've said it but i said it but i said it <laughs> so can you imagine dennis being dennis on a billboard in kenya hey hey, hey. it's the it's the controversy for me and i'm there for it imagine and my dad will be very proud of me as well and i'm so happy that yeah my dad right now we're good. Dennis right now is in this space of right now I'm looking at Dennis in in this aspect like I have taken my eyes like like my body like Dennis I have literally taken a step back and observed Dennis from a distance like how does Dennis look? How is he looking right now? And in a few days, years, months to come, how will he be looking? I have I have in in the recent past you know because I left management so now it's now up to me to manage myself so the recent past has been you know trying channels to just get back to now the content space and make it as so I've only been been doing things by myself which is also okay I I I like it to be honest but then I want to look at Dennis from now the perspective of someone else and I I have really really figured out how I want Dennis to look like and who Dennis is will be a super icon an agent of change based on what I've been through in my life it's been a, such a beautiful journey and i am super grateful for the journey because it's always a journey not, not a destination i don't think people say you know nikifika hapa ndo nimefika i don't believe in destinations because if you if the sky is the limit for you me i will go and pass the sky and keep on going so 
I want Dennis to be viewed as a Kenyan icon who brought a lot of change, who brought a lot of light, who brought a lot of art, who brought a lot of creativity to the industry, who also challenged the industry in a very different way, in a very unique way. And I want Dennis to, to just shine. I want Dennis to shine. One day I'll not be here. One day I'll, I'll, be, I'll be dead, of course. What will I have left behind? I want to leave a legacy. You know, I want this Dennis name to be more of like a household name where people can relate to in whichever thing you may be going through, through my experiences. And I will also share experiences with other people who I feel like so many things happen in Africa. So many things happen in Africa. And Africa, before it was even named Africa, it was very original. Africa was very bold. Africa was very beautiful. Africa was very unique. Africa was very strong. Africa was very present. Africa had beauty. Africa had architecture. Africa had industries. Africa had organizations. Africa, before it was even called Africa, it was still thriving the way she, the way she should thrive. So ever since the colonial period and everything, things have changed over time. And to be honest, there has been a lot of brainwash, that's for sure. And part of that is what has led to so many people suffering. And my purpose, I feel like my purpose is to shed some light that it's okay. It's okay. Things are okay. And the journey is good, but you have to be aware. You have to know that what you are doing is what you are supposed to be doing. There's something that's called living in purpose, and that's where I've stepped into. Catch more African stories in the next episode of Legally Clueless. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that story. And there was so much to connect with, man, Dennis. So much to connect with. I Something that stood up for me was the bit when he talked about the management team changing. So the non-Kenyan management going back to their country and Kenyans taking over and then things change in how they interact with him. And I was just like, why do we have so much self-hate? I see that a lot with Kenyans. If you're listening and you're not from Kenya, I don't know if it's the same in your country, but there feels like we don't celebrate our own, we overjudge our own, and we're hell-bent on pulling each other down. It's like the crab mentality. Because why would a manager then go out of their way to lie <laughs> that certain brands didn't want to work with Dennis, and now that he's handling his own management those same brands are reaching out to him. It's self-hate. Why would you want to put another person down, a fellow country person down, you know? I think his story also shows what's yours will always find you. And I, I love watching Dennis's career just skyrocket and seeing him working with Mac now and doing such a fantastic job about it. It's, it's just so wonderful. It's so wonderful to watch. And speaking of watching things, you can catch him in season three of our video series, head over to our YouTube page. A link to that is in the show notes. Or you can head over to legallycluelessafrica.com and watch it there. If while listening to this story, you've been inspired to want to share your story as well on this podcast, it is possible. If you're African, you've got a story and it's valid and we want to hear it. Just fill out the form in the show notes and I will get back to you. For those of you in Kenya, remember you can catch this podcast on Trace FM. Just go to traceradio.co.ke to find a list of all the frequencies, to download the app so it's easy for you to listen. And then of course, 
catch us there every Monday and Wednesday at 1 p.m. and 11 p.m. and every Friday at 1 p.m. It's time for me to wrap up this episode and get ready for my trip. I'm very excited. Yeah, but as usual, I'm going to be leaving you with tons of grace. Be easy and kind to yourself this week. That's it for this episode of Legally Clueless. You can share this podcast with your friends. You can keep it for yourself. I'm not judging. Just make sure you're here next week for the next episode.